welcome to the black house where our house is your house and at our house we talk about love family sex and politics and today we have my wing lady deja and our guest victoria go ahead and say something hey guys what's up it's deja hey yo <laughs> it's victoria how are you guys okay and today we're going to talk about sex and uh the first question i want to ask um for everybody um is how did you get introduced to sex mm. oh victoria first Lord. oh wow um, <laughs> am i really being honest right now or of I... course of course this is our house where oh, we talk God. about everything um it was kind of true so um yeah, that that was it was it was prematurely. Um, Hold on, before you go on, keep going. What I mean by introduce, I'm I'm referring to like, is it a friend? Was it your parents? Was it your brother? Like, how did you first knew about sex? Was it television? For me, it, it was a church. At church, okay. Mhm. Was at church. Right. I, I think elaborate, the, please. <laughs> because church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at church. Um, they they seem quiet, but it wasn't quiet. <laughs> and you have a lot of conventions going on, and kids trying to figure out what's this, what's that. So it was at church. <laughs> so you guys were like serious in church. That's what you said. A lot of curiosity. Okay. I think this for any child, but you put a, p- a few kids together in one room while they have a revolver going on another. Sometimes, you know, anything, I guess things happen. Yeah, I think I got introduced to sex um, through my parents. You know, at the time when I was young, my parents was married at the time. Um, so I think I just, I knew about it because, you know, I just used to hear about it, you know. I ain't see it, but I used to hear it, you know? Ew. <laughs> For me, I I feel like my experience started with seeing it. I was young. I was very young, and I walked in on my mom having sex before. Ooh, mm-hmm. Mom, don't kill me. So, so what so were... That, that was my first time. So what were the things you wish you had learned before losing your virginity? About self-love, like true self-love, but that comes with age. comes with age and experience. But um, I, if I would have knew about real self-love, because I, I loved myself at the time, and it's not that it was a bad thing and it didn't happen in a bad way or anything, but if I really knew what self-love was, like I know now, half that bull I wouldn't even take right now. I wouldn't even cook back then. I hear that. See, I, I agree with that because that's that's one of the big aspects that we miss. Because that, that just pushed me to my next question. Do you think or do you believe that sex is permanent and the remembrance of the mind and heart or do you believe you can forget it? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't. Um, Wait. So you don't feel. So you don't feel like. I I don't. I don't believe that 
I believe sex, especially after doing it and doing it without a purpose, it comes and goes. So only those moments, only those special moments, those special soul ties, those different experiences is what's going to keep in your mind if you allow it. But everything else will be locked out, like like stuff you forget every day. Okay, so the question is, just want to just want to double check, make sure I have the right question. Do I believe that sex can remain in the mind, like it can still be a factor or permanent, basically, regarding the thought? Yeah. Do you believe that sex is permanent in the remembrance of the mind and heart, or do you believe you can forget it, the event itself? I think that depends on the person. Um, I. Know. In a general statement, I don't agree with that because if that was the case, we wouldn't have meetings for women who've been abused or raped and, you know, things of that nature because if they could forget, they would forget. But sometimes they can't forget. So it's, I feel like it can be permanent in a, as a general statement or if you have a heartbreak you know, with a lover and he broke your heart, you know, it may come with emotions or just a one-night thing. It may, it may, I feel like it is, there is a remembrance in the mind and in the heart, but it depends on the person on how well they can kind of like block that factor out. But as a general question, general answer, I, I do feel like it's permanent. Some things just, you know, is easily, it's easy to forget. So it, even though I'm not saying you forget the person, you just forget the experience. You forget like, like if it didn't have <laughs> meaning to it. I know. <laughs> not for me. I disagree. <laughs> we couldn't agree to disagree on that one. So you we say you disagree that you can forget it? I, yeah, I don't think it's permanent. I okay, so... sexual interactions are permanent. Mm -mm, okay, so what mechanism do you use to forget the event? Um, and, and see, with that, it's not even me specifically doing something to forget. It's just, it's not significant. Like, how... Like when I say that, I mean, when I say that, I mean, like, do you replace the partner to forget? Do you trick yourself to believe it never happened? Like, what are your tactics? Like, how do you actually say, okay, I'm erasing this out of my mind and I'm moving on? Oh, well, I, I feel like for, for the most part of it, you move on. So maybe I'll say you, you start creating new experiences with somebody different and it, it, it easily... With some people, it easily allows you to push. <laughs> yeah, it, it allows you to push that what happened to the back of your head. That way, it's not permanent. You don't think about comparing that person because it's just like that person is not a factor anymore. So you don't even you don't even have the thought about the sexual interaction that you guys used to have. Because I can see both sides. I don't know. I can definitely see both sides. I'm going to tell you something. I can be moving on. I can be with my current. But it might be something that we shared sentimental in the past, me and that person, that's going to just pop back in my mind. And it's, it's not going to be for a long time. It, it it might just be for a couple seconds. But it'll, it'll come out. And the reason why I'm, um, I'm saying that is because you know, they they talk about um, soul ties. And they say that every time you mm -hmm. have sex, that, you know, you, you create a tie with that person. I, I'm mm -hmm. starting to believe that's true because it's kind of like... I absolutely believe it. Mm-hmm. 
And but see, I believe in I, I now that's different. I believe in soul ties, but I feel like that comes with natural raw sex. I don't feel like you're getting soul ties from people who you wear in the condom and it's, it's, it's like less significant. So for those people who are out there who are having one night stands and having meaningless sex who don't need to have feelings to be having sex or feeling good, I feel like that they will feel how I feel. I think sex without the condom is, is pretty much giving your body the agreement that you're going to share whatever this person has. And vice versa. You wasn't mine, baby. But, but <laughs> having sex with a condom on, I, I still believe that those those memories, like the embedded memory in your mind, still exists. So I think it's still powerful, but even though. I believe it depends on how you felt at that moment when you was having sex. Sometimes, you know, you can be in that euphoria and. That's another question, you know. Um, have you ever had sex and reached the magical land of euphoria? I recently just tapped into that beautiful wonderland. It was a cosmic <laughs> sex. It was a cosmic touch. Oh my god! It felt like oh, I can't even explain it. I thought it was some bull. I started breathing and doing some of my breathing exercises, really meditating. You know, trying to change the way I'm eating. And it just happened, and I, I, I've been changed to life. I'm sorry. I just, oh, oh man. But that's that's see, that's something that we just that he's just talking about regarding what'll be in your mind. That's something that I would have to say we don't work out, or say we're not together, or whatever the case may be. Whoever I go with next, now I got him trying to push for a cosmic sex or a euphoric sex for me because now I already tapped into it with somebody else. So like, I if, I wish I would have waited if I could. Now that I'm older, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sure did feel that euphoric feeling. <laughs> Have y'all ever had sex and wasn't connected to that person that you was having sex with? Yeah. Um, I didn't have sex with that person that I had that, that feeling with. We was, we was like, we were vibing. It was like a Netflix and chill type of vibe. You know, we don't, you know, some, you know, you know the vibe. You know the vibe. So, um, it was just so, it was, it was a vibe. It wasn't all the way there. So we got the vibe, but it wasn't the vibe. And it felt so forced, so pushed, and it was just like, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. I can't, mm-mm. Because if this is already like this, we're not going to even be in sync. I'm I'm not even going to put it myself. There's the door, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So, yeah, I have, but I, I think, did y'all, answer, did y'all answer that question when I said, um, have y'all ever had sex and wasn't connected? Yes, that was for me. I didn't. Now, I, I didn't go no. through with it. Yeah, mm. I, 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 I have had it before, but I feel like, in in some ways, you're always connected. That for me is it has to be something that gets you to want to have sex with somebody, and that's the connection. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I didn't have sex with somebody and. I, you know, as soon as I released, I was thinking to myself, why did I do that? And uh, not only that, right. and not only that, but it makes you feel like dirty. I had a Jada Pickett thing and set it off. You'd be ready, you'd be ready to go take a shower and stuff. Scrubbing. Really? Yeah. Seriously. Mm-mm. Tell me about um, how your family structured, like, 
do you have like um half sisters full sisters half brothers full brothers um you want to go first AJ? well i yeah i can go first no problem with that i have all half siblings i have no full siblings so um yeah and and i don't know do you go ahead? Do you feel like um, having half um, siblings is like a, more of a negative thing than a positive thing? Um, no, because really, truly, grew up with all my half siblings, so um, I never looked at them as half siblings. Truth be told, it wasn't until I got a little older and people want to be so specific and put labels on things. I live with my brothers. I'm, I'm the only girl of three boys. So I live with my brothers and that's, it's always been us. So if they're my brother, it was just always brother. It was never, that's my half brother. I never looked at it like that until I got older and people asked, Oh, you know, who's your, who like, who your, who your dad or, or, or you guys are all from have the same dad. And then when that question comes up, and you say no, he's like, "Oh, so it's your half sibling? That's your half uh, brother?" And it te- technically, they were correct, but I never looked at it like that because me and my brothers are always close, and I lived with my brothers. Yeah. See, I I got it from both sides. Um, I got a full brother on both ends, mom and dad, and then I have a whole bunch of half brothers. Um, and then a sister that was married in, um, so I, I see like the whole angle of, how many in total? Okay. So I got, let's see here, five brothers, (laughs) five brothers, one sister. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, when you don't stay with each other, you kind of do your own thing, even though y'all still have that love and that bond, you know, y'all be doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like destroys the communication between each other, especially if like the parents are beefing. So. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I believe that, you know, like planning to have kids instead of um, just having them is always much better. And just the reason why is because it, it just the structure, the foundation, the way that if you really need to go talk to your dad, you can just walk into the room and talk to your dad. You don't have to call him, you know, mm-hmm. um, just, right. just having that availability and you know, I be seeing in the black community that a lot of people are like scaring away from being married. They are, um, you know, okay with having kids from multiple people. Um, you know, sometimes in those situations, you can't help it. You you know, you might pick the wrong person and had a child with them, and then you know try to restart. But you know, there are people out here that have old baby mamas or or baby daddy so um 
I don't know. I don't really know how to like how we're gonna turn around and fix it because everything that's around us kind of influenced the opposite. You don't you don't really hear no rappers on songs talking about being married and how great it is. Yeah, seeing the family and yeah, I get you on that. You don't see any more family television shows. Um, you go on the internet. It's all it's all you know about the single life or the you know LGBTQ community or you know it just ain't then it's nobody promoting marriage and I know that you know marriage um in everybody's perspective is different but you know it's really come down to the bond and a relationship with that person and just having a a, right. a real bond where you know that they got your back I got your back and we're gonna rock out until we gone and everybody want to take your money um, so with that being said, I wanted to ask y'all, I don't know if y'all are in the dating scene or not, how is it right now? Um, how is the dating scene portrayed in a young woman's life right now? Abortion. <laughs> you can answer that one for you first. I said abort mission. <laughs> Throw it back in the seat. And, just, and what's the it just depends on what how old you are and technically what what you want. What do you want for real? Because um, I'm a little old school and it seems like I can't really, you know, find what I'm technically what I technically would like. And I don't want to be no sugar baby. So it's like, but nowadays it's a lot of men probably be just using being used for dates and this that, and the third from different women. And I don't know if they take all women the same. I don't know what it is, but, you know. But what's the main problem? Like, what's, what, what is the big, the big issue of why most, majority of the people that you get in contact with is just not for you? They're praying for stupid. Like the maturity. Um, is it? It's, it's not on, not at no level. It's like, no. Uh, I don't know. Like, guys in there. There's no honesty. There's no honesty at all. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a problem on both sides of the gender. <laughs> you know, a lot of people. I feel like with I, men, it's, it, it takes them, it's harder for commitment That's true. so yeah you'll have a bond with a guy yeah you can go out on the date with a guy or hang out with a guy but it's, it's no commitment like it's no consistency and no commitment so so really what you're saying is that everybody you meet is temporary and they don't really yeah. look at you as something that they want to like get to know it's rather sex yeah it feels like mm-hmm. everybody's here for uh, a, pe- a period of time a good time not a long time like Drake said mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what it feels like nowadays that it's, it's much easier for you to just have a good time rather than commit to you know 
getting to really know a person and and be in it with that one person, you know? Yeah. So, a, a young lady going through that, right? A grown woman, right? Um, what does mm-hmm. she do to, you know, make sure that she deter her away, herself away from that type of energy? Focus on herself. Because if somebody really wants you, they're going to do what it was needed to be speaking for it. You kind of can wean away who just want to just want you for a desire or they just want you just for love. I can say just start by creating friendships first. Like really getting to know a person before you deciding you want to date them. So that way you don't feel like you were misconstrued when it comes to the nitty gritty of the relationship or, or dating. Get to know a person better first. I don't know. I used to think get to know was the the thing to do, but sometimes you just don't know that person until you're living with them, been around with them for a long time, get to know their patterns get to know what pisses them off, what makes them happy, you know, the whole nine. Then you can and, and make an analysis on, you know, if you really want to be around them. But that takes so long. You know, and some people are good. Some people, you know, they're going to play perfect and stay in that honeymoon stage as long as possible. So if you like a guy that gets up and cook and he, you don't even like getting up, He's going to just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And then before you know it, when everything gets all comfortable, you start seeing his real patterns and you realize he don't even like getting up in the morning. You know, mm. it's it's the same thing. Like, you need, you need a lot of time to really get to know somebody for real, for real. I mean, you can get the, the first appearance, but the first appearance usually is a lie. Everybody wants it's it. It's a choice you want to spend with somebody else. So I, I feel like if you, if, I don't know, you know what, at that moment, because that's true. You are right about that. They take time. So, but then again, if you build a friendship, then it ain't going to be that damn long. Do you think sex? I feel like you, if you're around the person long enough, they're going to show their true colors regardless. So mm-hmm. it's only so long you can keep up a, a facade. It's only so long where you could keep, you know, playing in the honeymoon phase. One day your true colors are going to come out, and then, then there's no putting the putting the uh, different face back on after you, after you've been figured out. So get yeah, once the mask off, the mask off. I don't know. I think um, in every relationship, it don't matter if you and a friend, um, whatever the re- type of relationship you got with this person. There's some type of pattern, right? And that pattern usually cycles and keeps going over and over and over again. So as long as they stay in that rhythm, you might not know. So, for example... It's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. For example, somebody might make you mad, right? Um, Because mm-hmm. he, he did something wrong. But then he, he comes back and cheers you up and, and wins your heart back, right? And that's y'all pattern, you know, y'all get in arguments and then y'all cool off and then somebody does something to wow that person and then y'all back together. 
you know, and as long as you stay in that rhythm, it prolongs the relationship. But it might be that one day that they actually are really mad and they really say some crazy stuff. And you be like, what? I ain't never think that they can think like that about me or say that about me. Mm-hmm. And, and you be hurt. You'll be hurt because you, you'll be out of that, that cycle because that cycle wasn't didn't consist of them going to that level of where they went to to dis- disrespect you. So I think really relationships is just judged off of the standards, the, the regular standards of a relationship, like trust, um, respect, um, value, um, just like little simple simple things like that. That w- That's what keeps mm-hmm. a relationship strong. And soon as those things are infiltrated or tested and it wasn't passed, then you start losing that, that, that power and all of those strings that, that keep y'all together. So, for example, you trust your partner, your partner trusts you, and y'all got that, that trust that you don't need to ask them or test them or anything. They, they, you just know, Right. And then you right. get to a point where you find out something or you see some some type of action that you you knew that your your partner would never do, but they're doing it. So now it causes you to, you know, investigate and then you find out that they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. That trust goes completely away. And now it's up to them to yeah, build that trust back if you give them the mm-hmm. chance. But if you don't give them the chance, then the relationship is no more. So I think like long as you keep all of those things groomed, those those standards in the relationship, then the relationship is going to be good. But it takes effort on both ends. So if somebody's not putting that effort in, then you're really just being neglected or you're being used. So I think for the people out here listening, um, just take your time, like find out about sex, um, talk to you, whoever you're close with, um, protect yourself if you do have sex. And not only that, but just, um, just, just really just take your time. There's no rush. Um, find that special person to share that special moment with. Um, and hopefully it's that person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life. I hope so too.